So Cam, Cam never drew on anything major without me knowing or like getting on it quickly. But when Robert was little, I was like, this kid is going to be my kid that like <laughs> draws all over the walls because he'll just like sneak off. Cam never really did that. Like Cam never really saw it like sneaking out and like hiding by himself and like getting into trouble where I feel like Robert absolutely likes to do that. He likes to like go into Cam's room and rip pages out of his books. Oh my gosh. Um, like if I'm like, this place is small. And I'm like, where is Robert? He's either in Cam's room pulling pages out of his book or like finding a marker and like trying to. <laughs> He's my little like trouble troublemaker. Do you remember like the very first night in your brand new house, brand new house, no <laughs> one had ever lived in that house before brand new house. And all your stuff was still packed and the kids were how old were the kids you moved in there in like 2017 so cam and robert weren't born yet when we moved in i think so elsie was like one one yeah and then owen was three and then david was four and they went upstairs for a while and you're like oh they're good they're good like nothing's unpacked there's nothing they can get into and then we went up there and they had found like the one box of markers and like thank god <laughs> it, that they did not fine. Put, put it all over the walls <laughs> yeah it was fine i remember that being fine being like panic no it's fine <laughs> like, like just like searching the walls so like yeah in like, pure panic like holding my breath that they didn't do anything so it must have been that year because we were in the, our older house the boys got markers and I, they I don't think they were permanent markers but they were markers and they drew an x with a circle around it 10 of them around the house like on the back of my couch on like the walls they hid it they didn't like do it in plain sight they were like putting them in all these secret places and I found those damn symbols for months <laughs> like I was just oh like what? it was like some secret code they had and I was oh like why are we doing this but I, it's funny because I just found another one like when we moved in here when I was unpacking the stuff and I was like hmm I remember the X of the circle. <laughs> Whatever imagination game they were playing with themselves was. Uh... Kids. Man, mm -hmm. kids. Hi, and welcome to the Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast. I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways. And our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. Any other important life updates? I don't think so. How about you guys? Yeah, uh, we'll be transitioning uh, spaces in kind of May timeframe. I was hoping April, but it's probably going to be May. Yeah, that's about it. I'm doing a I'm doing a an in person class at a Pilates studio once a week. Sweet, for six weeks, like a six week series. So we'll see how that goes. 
And I think depending on how that goes, I think I'll maybe turn that into like a virtual like option as well. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Fridays, like I'm like up here all week, like just trying to like keep my head above water. And then like Fridays I crash because yeah. it's like, okay, now I have to like get this house back in order. Cause it, I clean on the weekends. It's great. And then every day <laughs> it deteriorates a little by little. <laughs> and by Friday, I mean, there's sticks all over my living room. Cause princess brings sticks in every time she goes outside. <laughs> it's just a disaster. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, like the deterioration of the house over the week is real for sure. So yesterday there was like, I think so much was building up to yesterday with like the group getting started and like, it was just like a busier week than I had had of in-person clients. So I had had a bunch of more virtual stuff. And so virtual stuff, you can like do a virtual appointment, hop on, do other things, be on your email, like in between really quick. Whereas when you're in person, everything else stops as you're you're dr- driving there, you're treating for a couple hours, you're and then you come back to like uh, email that's like jammed with things and like to do things you have to do for for the online world. Like the hybrid right now is is interesting. Like it's just it's cool. I like it. I like doing different things every day, but just switching your brain from like one thing to the other feels challenging sometimes. For those of you that ha- I'm sure most of our listeners follow you, but Haley started, what is this? The third round of your Another mentorship? Yeah, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, and so I joined in this time because I literally always learn something when we nerd out and talk PT stuff. And so I wanted to jump on board and it's been awesome. I actually listened to all the prereqs like on our way back from the Outer Banks. Um, so that was great. <laughs> But yeah, so yesterday was the first meeting. It was impressive that so many were live. I thought that was good because, you know, all these people are working. I think probably most of them are working professionals. Um, So that was cool. And then I liked how it was like a general overview, introducing the you know, the asymmetry stuff and why we have asymmetry and like some global observations and how you can start identifying areas that you might want to look further into and stuff like that. But then dropping some bombs of like the posterior tilt, <laughs> like all uh, like, you know, like, cause like people who haven't heard rationale for that before or heard that side that's like one of those like mind-blowing moments you're like whoa I guess you know and so I think that's what like kind of that bait you like throw out some um bait and get people hooked on like okay like this is different this is like a different way of looking at things so that was cool and just seeing that one participant go like oh (laughs) like the light bulb moment yeah I feel like the biggest piece that I'm still learning to appreciate is the neuro piece. I feel like that piece is missing in so many frameworks of like, in like hearing more PRI courses and Ron talk about like the cortical dominance and, and, and Mm -hmm. stuff that's still a little fuzzy to me that I'm, I'm trying to kind of let bake it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Why isn't everyone talking about how the nervous system is influencing everything? 
Well, and like the limitation of that image is that it's still sagittal. Mm-hmm. And so what if now then you, you have a right this, tilt and a left tilt? <laughs> well, you're looking at that person from the left. Uh-huh. But what happens if you look at them from the right? And now they're a different classification because their left ribs and right ribs are doing something different. So now you're adding more permutations to this already insane categorization where we've got to add lateral and transverse to it. Or if you just learn the core system, like really learn it, learn what its job is and breathing mechanic per task and matching like, you know, how you're like the mechanics per task of what you're doing or just like understanding the pressure system and understanding that I feel well, like I think it makes it easier. I think people think they understand the pressure system and that it's driven. The thought is that it's like, oh, we can control it with our abs and with our pelvic floor and like, and our phase of breath. But this container, like the container from our diaphragm to our pelvic floor and side body is just responding to the pressure in the thoracic cavity. Mm-hmm. And so if someone has restrictions and limitations through their thoracic cavity, they're never going to be able to manage pressure effectively. Or, mm-hmm. or, or maybe you can, but you're going to have to compensate some more. So this is the difference between if you're in a heavy lift, right? And you're going to try to manage that intra-abdominal pressure by contracting pelvic floor and contracting abs for actively, as you exhale and come up from like the bottom of a deadlift, Mm -hmm. or you could be in optimal position of your thorax and of your pelvis, inhale, exhale, lift, and not have to take these extra considerations of active contraction, active bracing, whatever, you know, grant at a certain point, then we tip over into needing some of those other strategies, but largely the, the movements that most people are doing, whether it's home workouts or like lighter weight workouts is that we, yeah, we don't, we don't need to be thinking about any particular strategy. If and that's a big, if the thorax and pelvis are lined up. So now the system can just do what it needs to do. Yeah. And right? I've, it's funny. I've been thinking about this this week about how I like use a lot of like what I've learned in my journey with postural restoration and how I feel the exercises and what exercises help help me to better understand my body and how sometimes I slip into that assumption that like, oh, I can get my, my clients to understand this in like four sessions, what I've been trying to do for 10 years. (laughs) So like, and I'm like, it's, when you keep digging, you keep finding more and more and more things that you've unlocked as far as movements and what you're sensing and mobility and stuff. And so my weakness is, I think sometimes I expect them to being like way more knowledgeable about their body position than they are at that point. Cause it's just a journey. But when you say like, stacking yeah sure but then there is a lot of breathing more into the left back than your right or the right chest than the left and so your nervous system is dictating the tone and the muscle relationships around that core and there's a lot of nuance to that 
And I feel like that's well, yeah, the like problem. when you like you you would instinctually when you're getting into your stack are going to think about your left ribs coming down more because that is how you can actually stack because if you don't then you're still laterally cracked or right. transversely. But when we just say stack and someone doesn't have that internal awareness of their their own pattern. Right. Then, I'm saying that it's a journey yeah. to find, to figure that, that out, to learn that. Yeah. Like, cause it's yeah. not as easy as just stacking. You have to like really dive into your body and how it moves and positions itself and knowing your tendencies, which is, I think the hard part of like PRI, like the nuances, you know what I mean? I think yeah, I expect and I think too much can, of my people. You can have, there, there is general advice, right? Like there is there is Instagram advice or Instagrammable advice. And then there is like the nitty gritty. Let me tell you that when you try to talk about the nitty gritty, engagement is poo poo caca. <laughs> I've tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> when you randomly say, don't breathe into your belly. <laughs> like or, you did yesterday. And it's like, boom. <laughs> then it blows up, right? Because we don't, it's hard to process all of that information. We don't right. want to process all that information and we can get behind an easy, simplified version of something, but it's not easy and simplified. And I, and I think, I think why I haven't been posting as much lately is like having this internal struggle of, okay, now I'm kind of dealing in these two like niche worlds. And then the one niche world is I want more people to have good generalized pelvic health education and feel unintimidated as they enter learning more about their body and learning more about their pelvic floor. Hence the podcast is casual. Hence the Instagram is very casual. Then the other part of me is like, okay, professionals, let's step it up and do better. <laughs> you, if you're talking to both of those audiences, you're talking to no one. And so maybe I don't know, just save it for the group, I guess. <laughs> just save it for the mentorship group. But like, cause I think, I think even professionally most most people who you know work in our world still think that like the simplified answers are are fine and they are they do work you know they do they will help people and, and usually will... I mean sometimes it's a good start you know yeah, like when you have someone start. that's you gotta right, like start it, simple it sometimes. can absolutely be like overwhelming when we're getting into all that minutiae but like yeah and I would totally start yeah absolutely start there but know that there's more to it. There is more to it um, than just how do we get someone to not breathe into their belly? And the solution is don't breathe, breathe into your belly. <laughs> but like, but yeah, it's okay. We need to expand your thorax in three dimensions all the way around. But first we need to know where it's restricted. Where are there limitations in your thorax? Because breathing into your left lower rib cage instead of breathing into your belly may still feed your pattern even though it's not belly breathing more in a front breathing plane. In, yeah yep or breathing into like right back may still feed and keeping your trunk rotated left still may feed your pattern it even though it's not a belly breath it's just one half of the mobility that's available to your thorax and so what happens when we put you in the other position? It's more difficult. Cool. That's actually what we want. 
we want to make that more difficult and then until it's less difficult and now we're more balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's tricky concept from like a layperson's point of view too. There's this idea of like, I'm going to do PT for X amount of weeks or months, and then I'm going to be healed. And it's not like that. It's a Mm -hmm. journey and it's a journey that never, ever ends. And so Mm -hmm. your body is constantly changing just like in its tone and position and your breathing patterns are, you know, um, impacted by your stress in your life. And so it's learning your tools, learning your tendencies, and then being able to apply it when you need it forever. You know what I mean? Like PT Mm -hmm. is tools and education and awareness. There's no end point. It's like to feel better and to control your symptoms and to be empowered to do it yourself. You know? Yeah. I had a a client yesterday who like were online. We're like getting into harder stuff. We are upright. We're off the, you know, we're, we're simulating different movements. We're talking about priming different movements and and then we had like a big conversation at the end. Cause like in their document, it's like all of their stuff is in the document. It's just progressing over time. And I go, it's okay that you, even though your, your home program right now is these four, three exercises and they're kind of hard. It's okay to not do those. And to go to your day one exercises where you were laying over a ball and breathing into your back and butt, because maybe that day you need that. Mm-hmm. And here is how we can know if our body needs that as a nervous system reset, needs that as a breathing reset, needs that as a core and pelvic floor reset. Um, and so that's why I don't take those away. <laughs> they exist. And that doesn't right. mean that you aren't making forward progress. Right. It, it just means that you're actually making incredible progress because you're learning how to sense when your system needs a, some regeneration. Mm-hmm. And some more reference and some more support and and that's cool like that's great and I, and I say that all the time I'm like yeah my favorite exercise is just to lay my body over an exercise ball and just mm-hmm. chill there for a while like does that mean that I'm not doing other stuff does that mean that I'm not able to run and jump and work out um, absolutely not um, but it's okay for my home program to look kind of like that if I want, yeah. if, it, if that's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I have like clients that I've seen a while have like literally dozens of exercises oh, and I'm yeah. like, don't let this overwhelm you pick three or four a day on your symptomatic days, go back up. Cause I put them in like order kind of from like position. So like super, yeah. you know, all yeah, the way yeah. to standing, I'm like, go back to the top pick a couple to reset on days. You're feeling amazing. Go to the bottom, challenge yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that is, is tough. So I, I've been starting to do where I like ask them, I'm like, okay, what do you think? What do you think is going to connect with you? Do you think it's going to be like divided by position? So it's like, Oh, when I'm on the floor with the baby, I can do this. When I'm cooking dinner, I can do this. When I'm sitting at the kitchen table, I can do this. Or do you want it as like day one, day two, and, and some people are like, I just want the position so I can kind of take a couple minutes here, take a couple minutes there. Or some people are like, no, no, I need that structure of this is what I do on Monday. This is what I do on Wednesday. This is what I do on, you know, Thursday. Um, and so I, yeah, that's a new thing. I've been kind of starting a little bit more because I, 
you know, we're all different. And, and so for me, I like, oh, if I'm here, I can just do this one exercise. If I'm on the floor, I can do this one exercise. If I'm standing up at work and my back's feeling tight and I can't sit down or lay down, I can do this against the wall or whatever. And, but yeah, not us, we don't all work that way. And you can tell the clients that like come back and they're like, oh, I've done all my exercises every day. And I'm like, okay, like you like the structure, let's keep it there. Or like the ones that I'm like, I haven't done anything. I'm like, all right, well, maybe we need to just fit it into yeah. your day. <laughs> like work on yeah. things you can do, like, you know, when you're just have a minute here or there. It's yeah, yeah people are definitely different as far as their motivation for, or like their ability to like focus on their yeah. exercises. And it's why I don't, I don't like like a regular plan of care of like, okay, we're going to see you this many times and this many over this many weeks, mainly because especially for my pregnant slash postpartum or people who have other, you know, young kids or, you know, busy full-time jobs is like, uh, sometimes a week it gets away from me and by no fault of like my physical therapist or anything is like, oh my gosh, it is Friday. And I haven't even had a moment to think about even taking a shower, Mm -hmm. right. For that new mom. And so I don't need the extra guilt of like, oh, I got to go to PT and I didn't do my stuff or like, that's where I'm like, well, just book it when you feel like you're ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And, and so then there's, you know, and because yeah, it's, I don't blame people for that. And no, is it going to help you get better faster if you do, like, if you do commit to it and like keep on it every week and every day? Yeah. Is that always realistic? No, <laughs> no, it's not realistic for me. This is my career. Um, mm-hmm. So how can, you know, I don't expect, I don't expect anyone else to function the same way. Yeah. I, I had a client a couple weeks ago say, you know, I just really respect that you know that I'm a grown adult. (laughs) And she's like, you know, I've been to lots of PT and she's like, you know, I've been to lots of PT and they just, you know, they, they kind of talk down to you and they kind of, you know, you're going all the time and then they're just watching you do the same things over and over again to make sure you're doing it right. And I just always felt like that kind of was, condescending she's like she's like you give me my stuff give me my videos and I work on it and if and then when I'm ready for more of it I make an appointment and we do more and then I get more and sometimes that's two weeks sometimes that's a month sometimes that's two months um but she's like but I know that when I do it and I've been consistent at it I'm I am ready for the next layer of things Mm -hmm. and I'm like great yeah (laughs) and I'm like is that the best business model on my part no probably not (laughs) but But it's it's, that's what we need you know that's what we need because all if you're going every even every week or multiple times a week and you haven't done your stuff so you're feeling guilty that you haven't done it then you get maybe new stuff so you either repeat what you've already done and I feel like that's sometimes a waste of time if you just 
if, if you need help, like digging into it more, yeah, sure. Like let's repeat it, but I don't want to come in for three sessions and do the same exercises over and over. That's a waste of time. Or you're going to progress and then get buried under all of these exercises that you haven't had a chance to do yet. And then just get frustrated and be like, well, I'm too far behind. I might as well just like quit. Yeah. Or the expect that I think what happens sometimes is like then on those, on those more regular consistent plans is that clients that I see, like they don't even get a home program and it's like, they come, they maybe do some things they, but maybe it's largely manual based or whatever. And then the expectations of how they're going to progress to the next level is not, it's not so clear. And it's like, uh, are we just going to assume there's going to be some natural healing here and that we've just held our hand through that natural healing process? You know, maybe that's what we're doing. And I think we can do a little bit better. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I like our way. Yeah, me, too. <laughs> me too. Know your bush. Love your bush. And share, share the bushy, the bushy love. love. communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page, Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast, as well as our email account, which is Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast at gmail.com. You can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. So please subscribe, comment and share all the bushy love. It's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by Addie and myself. (laughs) And our music is provided by Blockhead.